Do you want me to do the thing? Sure. All right. Welcome to Cook It. We're Dre and Renee, friends who love to cook and bake. Though we are busy with six kids combined, we still take time to meal plan and make home-cooked meals for our families. We are still treating ourselves, our family, and our friends with treats from weeknight baking. And this week's recipe was super fun. Oh. That we did together. Was it? I feel some disagreement from you. Yes, I think there's going to be some mixed reviews on this one. Oh, well, please go ahead and tell me all about your amazing LOE tart level of effort. Yeah. Um, Yeah. First off, the name was fun. Can we agree Mm -hmm. on that? Yeah. Um, So I, um, in our last episode, I was discussing how I would put this together and be able to share it with friends. And you suggested my smaller brownie pan which mm-hmm. then gave me the idea of using my um my loaf pans Ooh, and yeah so I made a double batch of the tart shell mm-hmm. um from page 176 and I browned the butter although with all the extra stuff because you're browning the butter with um, oil and sugar and yeah stuff. oil and sugar and water um and so I find that it it doesn't quite get to the brown that you would normally expect with butter agree you know how butter gets to that caramel color yep. so I think mine almost went too far but I stopped before it got too far so it actually had like a really dark um some really dark flakes in it, um, in the Mm -hmm. crust, but it didn't taste burnt. Um, and then what I did was I took, I have four loaf pans, two that are a little bit more narrow. They're probably like a three and a half by six and two that are four by seven or four by eight, whatever the standard uh, loaf pan is. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I lined them with foil and then pressed my, um, tart shell dough into that so they didn't really have a top it was more of just like a tart bottom or they Mm -hmm. didn't have sorry sides yeah that that makes sense um and they baked up really well I actually I didn't do it in two days like I thought I would I thought I was gonna have to do it in two days but I did those and because I get I guess because they were such small tart shells Mm -hmm. they cooled quickly um so once they were out of the oven and I mixed up a double batch of the cream to go inside um they were they were cooled enough to put that in um yeah nice and I used instead of extract I used vanilla bean paste Mm. And then I did two variations. So I did the uh, uh, two with fresh berry topping that I gave to friends um, because they have children and I didn't think a macerated berry topping with Grand Marnier was great to serve other people's kids. Um, And they thought that it was like such a yummy, summery flavored dessert. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then I made the macerated berry topping for ours. Um, And it had the Grand Marnier and granulated sugar. And the berries got all like goopy. And Mm -hmm. that's what we had. And it was really good too. I found, so I macerated my berries. They sat in that stuff for quite a while. I don't think I served the first one until like the next day. And I didn't top it until the time when I served it so that the tart would remain like wouldn't get goopy with the berries and they didn't produce a lot of juice. Like I was surprised. I would have expected it to produce more juice. I went with a fresh berry topping, so I'm not sure how much juice is appropriate. Well, because I was also macerating berries with just sugar and lemon juice this weekend while I made uh, some strawberry jam. Mm, And uh, uh, the recipe called for too much pectin, so (laughs) super, super solid. Fix that jam. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so that produced more liquid than what my berry topping did, so I'm not sure. Mm. But I thought that the flavor was really good, the crust was yummy, and I, I really liked this recipe. I would do it over and over and over again what about you okay it's interesting to hear all of that because I had a heck of a time with this recipe um so everything I know about tarts is pastry should be cold so I Mm -hmm. was like pretty excited about this brown butter method you put it in the oven you let it heat up and then you mix the uh, flour into it and Bob's your uncle well so it was like sputtering and spewing in my oven it set off the fire alarm it didn't really get brown so I was like okay if the fire alarm's going off it's time to just move on it's not gonna brown the way I want mm-hmm. and I uh I threw the flour in I mixed it up it became the paste like she describes and so and I lined my I have one of those five by 14 inch tart shells So I lined it, and here's one of my other issues, one of my many issues with this recipe. One, the stuff is hot, which is weird, so you can't roll it out, and you can't tell if it's thick on one side and thin on the other. So when I lined it, I couldn't really get the sides to go up in any way that would be meaningful. And I Mm -hmm. couldn't tell if it was thick on one side or not. So I ended up with like a thin side and a thick side. The thin side burnt and cracked in the oven. And the thicker side was fine, I guess. But I mixed up the filling, filled the tart, put it in the fridge while we had our dinner. I did the plain, like the fresh berry topping, which was delicious. But really, like it's not. It's not a recipe. I just put fresh berries on top. And then, um, like, it was fine. When we ate it, we didn't eat the crust because it was so bad. It tasted of raw flour, and it just, like, it wasn't good. It was, my husband said it was everything he hates about crust. And I, I totally get it because it tasted of raw flour. It was gross. It was dry and crumbly. And it was not very good. And the the filling was just okay. Like, uh, mascarpone is not something you find 
very often. Well, it's not something I buy very often unless I'm making something specific. And it's like for $12 for a one cup tub. Yeah, and, it is not cheap. And I was like, I was underwhelmed by the flavor of the cream because I've had like Mars Capone desserts where it's so amazingly rich and delicious. And this one was just like, nah, it's fine. Maybe it would have been better with the vanilla bean paste because you get that rich vanilla flavor. But for me, it was just okay. Like I would not make this again because it's so backwards the way you make. And I was really excited. I told my husband, I was like, if this works, I'm going to be so excited because this is a much easier way to make pastry than like blend, chill, blend, chill, roll, whatever, you know, like there's so many steps in a regular pie crust. Anyway, I won't make this again. It was a dud. I, uh, I, as I was listening to you talk, um, I have a confession. I -hmm. didn't use her method of browning the butter in the oven. Oh, (laughs) that's funny. Did you brown the butter on its own or in the, well, no, I did stove. Yeah. I did it on the stove, like with the mixture. Yeah. Um, I think the thing that was popping was the canola oil. Yeah. It was, it was like, I don't know. Cause you put. She doesn't tell you to melt the butter before you toss it in the oven. So I just tossed it in. And I think the oil went all into one spot and was like sputtering at me from its one congealed location in the middle of the... Anyway, I don't know if I recommend that method because it was not great. Yeah, I liked doing it on the stovetop. So I mixed everything, like she said, and then I just Mm -hmm. did it on the stovetop. Um. That's how I normally do it. And that's how I did it for a different recipe in this book. Yeah. And it does say to let uh, it cool. Yeah, but only for like three minutes. Yeah. And see, after a few minutes, mine was, I could handle it. But that might be the difference between doing it in the oven and on the stovetop. Oh, no. I let it Um, cool three minutes and then smushed it in. Yeah. Um, It was handleable. It just was not great. hmm. Well, I'm sad that, that that it didn't work out. And I see I really liked the flavor and I'm wondering if the vanilla pe- vanilla bean paste was that difference maker in making it like really like have that yummy fresh flavor. Mm-hmm. Um it does add a lot. Yeah. Like I I, I ran out. I don't have any at the moment, so Oh no. I, well, it's not the end of the world. I ran out like a long time ago, but okay. it's a, uh, it is really, it makes a big difference. It makes things yeah. taste just like phenomenal. Yeah. Well, that's sad. I'm sad that it didn't work out. <laughs> I'm not. It was a worthwhile experiment. Um, I just was not like, we scraped the filling off the crust and ate it. And like there was leftover. Logan asked for seconds, but he goes, but only berries. <laughs> it's like oh. fair enough. It was so bad, so bad. Oh well. Okay. Worth a shot, right? Yes. Okay. Which what is, about it? Is surprise? funny though that we had such different results. I know. Um, what about your surprise recipe? Did things go better there? They sure did. Hold okay, on. I good. Had it open earlier. Okay, so I looked at the brown butter blondies and I was like, this is the exact amount of effort I want to put into making something today. But they have a birthday cake 
Blondie's variation. So that's what I did because oh. I was psyched. I had just ordered the um, vanilla. She has you swap it out for clear vanilla, artificial vanilla extract. So yeah. you get that like birthday cakey flavor. Yeah. And so here's a little backstory. I don't generally like Blondie's because I find them too sweet. Yes. And it's just like sugar on sugar. And a lot of the times they have you use white sugar or white chocolate, which is super sweet already, into yeah. a super sweet cookie batter. So I was like, okay, I'm prepared not to like these, but I thought the kids would like them because of the birthday cake and you put in like sprinkles and stuff. I love them. They were so good. They oh. tasted delicious. They were not overly sweet. I used like a pretty high quality white chocolate. And yeah. they were like, it set up really nice. So it was like crunchy and like caramelized, but still kind of soft in the middle. They were really, really good. And I, she uh, cuts them in these cool, like, uh, parallelograms. Like diamonds. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's more a parallelogram because yeah. I want to say that. And <laughs> so I cut them like that. And then I sent because I had made a bunch of things all at once, I sent them around to Curtis's friends and uh, he had to do some running around. So I was like, here's plates full of blondies. Enjoy. Oh, and uh, awesome. they were, they were really good. I would make these again. And I really do think the artificial clear vanilla made a big difference. The only downer is that I put in the sprinkles too early and it turned okay. my blondies kind of gray. But oh. I was like, oh, I knew this could happen because cheap <laughs> sprinkles um, will color your batter. So you're really supposed to save them for the very last minute. But I threw them in with the flour and I was like, this will be fine. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I'm wondering if they weren't too sweet because she uses a dark brown sugar instead of a white sugar. Um, and I say that just because funnily enough, oh, my she also daughter... has you brown the sh- She has you brown the butter. Okay. So um, probably makes it my good. daughter made blondies mm-hmm. this weekend. I forget which day. One of the days. Someday. Got it. And uh, they, they was white sugar and white flour and white chocolate and they were sweet. I had one. Mm-hmm. It was good, but I could not have another. So I think maybe like the brown sugar and browning the butter would help offset the hyper sweetness of white chocolate. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah, I think so. I uh, I really like the flavor of brown butter also. Like I find it does add a lot of richness and complexity and that caramelized flavor sort of. So mm-hmm. like all of those things probably really helped. And uh, I don't know, they were delicious. I would give it five, four out of five, maybe. Well, I might add a flag to this page then because I also have the same... Like, I don't tend to like blondies because Mm -hmm. they're too sweet. Um, But I might try these. They were really good. It's like, they were really good. I ate way more of them than I should have. But that's (laughs) all right. Everybody's got to comfort themselves in some way. Which is also why I was like, please take these to your friends. Don't bring them back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um... So while you were baking blondies, mm-hmm. I what were you baked cooking up, up some muffins. Mm. I did the berry almond muffins that are on page 225. 
Um, and they were delicious. They came together really easily. I didn't do any of the variations. I did a mixed berry. So she calls for fresh or frozen berries, which Mm -hmm. I'm all about right now because I do have frozen berries, but I don't always have fresh berries. So, um, blackberry lime and blueberry lemon muffins weren't, although I could do blueberry lemon now if I, I do have frozen blueberries and lemons in the fridge, but um, and I would maybe make those for my family. I'm not a fan of blueberries in muffins, but or blueberries. Oh, I love in them. No, I love them. Um, yeah, and the almond meal in this recipe like gives a really good flavor. That mm-hmm. you use a zest of your favorite citrus, and so I did an orange zest because that's kind of where my brain went when yeah. I thought, um, uh, what do you say? like mixed berries, I went to orange Hmm. and, uh, yeah, they, they came together really easily. I made them on a Sunday morning and, um, they were delicious. Everyone liked them. The only, so I used mixed berries, which included strawberries that were halved. And I tried to limit the number of strawberries that went in because I find a strawberry gets too it takes up too much space and really deflates and mushes the muffin. Agreed. Um, but even having limited that, I still got a couple muffins. And even one of uh, one of the twins, she'd get to the strawberry and she'd be like, and I'm done. Because <laughs> it was just like a goop. Yeah. So they turn into mush and like, they don't look great either. They turn kind of brown and yeah, that's not what you want. And even when you chop up strawberries, they still do the same thing. So, like, if anyone has or knows a secret to making strawberries look great in baking, send them on over to at Cook It Podcast. Yeah. Or give us your tips. At, yeah. Cook It Podcast at gmail.com. How do you not make strawberries look gross in muffins and baked cakes? Um, yeah. Use so. them fresh, I guess. Or make them into a jam. Mm, jam. Yes. Yeah. My, I'm still so disappointed in my jam. Thank goodness it only made like, I think it made three and a bit jars, but it is tough. <laughs> That's funny. I actually, like, I don't really worry about the set of the jam very much. I've followed a few recipes and I just like, oh, whatever. If it's super runny, we'll just put more of it on. And But I don't generally have, like when I'm canning, I have to, boil it after anyway so I'm like who knows how it's gonna set up so you you don't add pectin to your pajamas oh I do I do but sometimes especially last summer I was canning a lot uh specifically a lot of jam I made a couple different varieties but at one point I ran out of the like there was a shortage of pectin last summer for some reason so one of the recipes called for liquid and I had to use powder and vice versa at one point and I had to guess how oh. much to use. So I was like, well, hopefully this is right. <laughs> like, well, so I, so anyway, I, I ended up dumping in some liquid pectin and hoping for the best. It was yeah. delicious. This called for two packages of the powdered pectin. Um, and it, one would have been sufficient. So, yeah, that's funny because sometimes you need to use like 
all four in the box and sometimes you need to use like only one how mm-hmm. high did you have to boil the the to oh. 220 for i think i had to leave it there for four minutes okay. at 220 yeah i don't know i'd never made jam before it was my first time doing it and Whoa. the flavor is okay what i'm floored <laughs> why is your I first time making jam ever? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's wild. <sighs> That's but wild. Like and the flavor eat. is the flavor is just okay. It's good. Or really good. No, it's okay. Um, I think the consistency of it, like it, I get a mental block because it's so hard to pry it out of the jar. Mm-hmm. Um and that's the one that's in the fridge. So I'm wondering if the ones that are in the cupboard, like whenever I first open them, if they'll be a little looser. Probably not. They're pretty Probably. hard whenever you open them, but you yeah. can usually like stir and loosen it up. You nope. can also microwave it before you use it. On a I was thinking of that. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I'll do better the next time. And it was just yeah. extra berries that, like we get the big clamshells from Costco. Mm-hmm. And so there's always a couple in there that are like mushy. And I do a Costco run after I get my grocery pickup. So I don't always know if there's, if the strawberries got added to my grocery pickup yep. <laughs> right now. Uh, so I had like a way overage of berries. So it wasn't like they were fresh mm. berries from the field. Um, that would have really disappointed me. So I'm almost kind of glad that I did a test group with these berries. And now I know how to do it better next time. Yeah. Last summer I was, I went a little crazy. can't remember why, but I went to uh, the local grocery store because they had like local strawberries on super sale. So I bought a bunch of the clamshells. And then I also went to one of those farm stands and got yeah. like the four quart bucket or whatever and came home and just made jam I love jam so great (laughs) I don't know why I was obsessed with it last year and I also it I made a peach strawberry with Grand Marnier really good the kids loved it my nephews like scooped big scoops onto their toast and there's like my dad, their grandfather saying, uh, save some for the rest of us. <laughs> like, That's awesome. It was Nothing super feels cute. better than that. <laughs> I mean, it's a great recipe. I think it's uh, from Blue Ribbon Canning. If you're looking for like, if you're looking to get into canning, it's a pretty good one because they're all basic-ish recipes that you will use, but they're all amazing because they've all won like county fair prizes and stuff. So. Cool. I'm going to have to look that up. I advise you do so. We will not put it in the re- in the show notes because we don't do that. <laughs> My husband was like, yeah. you said you'd put something in the show notes if you could figure out how, and then there's no show notes. So I was like, yep. Well, <laughs> is the show notes the, um, we're going to ask a real stupid question and our listeners will be able to tell that. So whenever I write a description, is that yeah. the show notes? Yeah. Okay. So I put something in the show notes. Yeah, just not like I. It was a while back, and we kept being like, "We'll put this in the show notes and that," and then that we just didn't. Which is fine. We're very wow, casual. Wow. We're very <laughs> casual humans. Yeah. If Taking you do our... want to say something, 
in the show notes, just let us know. And or, you we'll know, just email send it us. to you in an email. <laughs> yeah, we'll send you the link or whatever. Talk about it again, I'm sure. So right. what is the uh, recipe we're going to be doing next? Or next time we're, we're going to do box better than box mix brownies, I believe it's called. Box Let me just mix brownies from scratch. Oh, yeah. Yes. So we're going to do that one. And then uh, I can't wait. Have you oh, yeah. looked at the recipe already? I have. Um, I used up all of my bittersweet chocolate chunks in an oat bar recipe, mm-hmm. and I regret nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so, that makes sense. Um, I, uh, I'm going to have to use my semi-sweet chocolate. Yeah, it should be fine. Yeah. Uh, and I find uh, they're only asking for a half a cup. Like, is that enough chocolate? Is mm. that a legitimate question? I mean, I saw something on Facebook, and now I say it all the time. And it's uh, chocolate chips are something you measure with your heart. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's true. I often, like, I used to actually balk at recipes because I'd be like, two cups, I'm not putting in that much chocolate. And then I would just eyeball it and probably put in more. Yeah. <laughs> now I uh, I follow the recipe now. <laughs> like, Yeah. No, I'll, I'll follow the recipe and yeah. we'll see how it turns out. Um, but I thought half a cup was a little light. Yeah. Uh, but it's a small pan. It's only an eight inch pan, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to use my weird shaped little brownie pan. Uh, but it like it has the appearance of coming together like a box mix. The wet ingredients is the same that you would put in a box mix. So Yeah, I I'm, think that's kind of the point. Like, oh, yeah. you don't need to use a box. We can make it just as easily, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I wonder if... So you know how people say, oh, I have pancake mix in a jar and then you just add like an egg and whatever. I wonder if you could pull this off with this mix and just have it like ready in a jar where you would just pour out a certain amount. Like if you Um, had it all mixed up. I don't think this one would work, but you could definitely do like one jar for each recipe. Okay. Because... You'd have to like you'd have to make sure that it was really mixed up well if you tried to do like multiple jars. My mom does that yeah. with um, she mixes all the dry ingredients for like uh, scones or tea biscuits and brings yeah. it to the cottage, and then you just add egg and water or milk. Okay. But, um, yeah, you really have to make sure it's mixed up correctly. I would hmm. do one per jar. You could probably mix up a bunch and then do one jar for each, and then. Just add two eggs and yeah. yeah. But I'm excited idea. to try it. I'm uh, I don't have any right now, but I'm classic for getting the Ghirardelli mm-hmm. uh, box mix brownies from Costco. Yeah, I have. I call too. them cheater brownies. Um, I haven't gotten them in a while though, just because in my mind they haven't been a priority. Yeah. Um, well, especially if you're baking so much from scratch, like why have a big ass box in your possession just to like take up space. Exactly. So I'm looking forward to seeing how, um, 
actually she references Ghirardelli in the side notes um, that their 60% cacao bittersweet chocolate premium baking chips work well here. I don't know that I'll be able to find those. No, they're really, they're challenging in Canada, but in the States, they're everywhere. Well, you can get them on Amazon, but as we discussed earlier before we started recording, Amazon is experiencing some shipping delays at this time, so don't pin your hopes on that. Yeah, uh, the shipping delays are just killing me right now. Probably more than the social distancing. I'm like, nothing is more devastating than hoping you're going to get something and then, oh, it'll be two weeks. Great. <gasps> I forgot to tell you. What? I ordered a ridiculous thing. It was uh, from nuts.com because that's a place that I shop. <laughs> this is my first order, actually. And they have like <laughs> all these weird ingredients. And they finally, my stuff cleared customs and has arrived. And I was so excited. It's like it's got, at your house? Yes, I got it the other day. And so I got like two different kinds of gluten-free flour to try. Test yes. flour and sorghum flour. And oh. um, I got like a sorghum syrup because apparently it's like molasses but not bitter. And then oh. I got all these like cool powders. I got beet powder so I could make this ridiculous beet bread and I'm very excited. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. Is it, uh, so it's obviously if it had to clear customs, it's from the States. Yes. But okay. their shipping was not ridiculous. I want to say it was like $11 for the whole box. And I spent, I spent over a hundred, I'm sure. But wow, I was pumped. I was pumped well, because they shipped funny. it right away. It just ended up in shipping limbo for like two weeks. And well, by the time it got here, I was like, I forget what I ordered. <gasps> and they have freeze-dried corn. Oh. So backstory, Milk Bar does these cookies. They're called corn cookies, and she uses um, corn flakes to make cereal milk and then infuses that into the cookies, I want to say. And she uses freeze-dried corn. She makes it into a powder and then incorporates that into the cookies. Well, my husband doesn't like sweets, but we were in New York City in March, and he was like, just floored by these cookies he was like he ate his on the street and was walking towards the subway going like oh my god oh my god (laughs) it's like take it easy anyway so now I have all the ingredients to make those cookies and I'm very excited you cannot buy freeze-dried stuff in Canada it's next to impossible so when I saw that these guys ship here and they have all that stuff I got really pumped Anyway, that's so. awesome. I'm going to check them out. And that it was the same with Beanilla. They um they shipped out really quickly and actually my Beanilla stuff came before other stuff that I ordered before my Beanilla stuff, which is <laughs> yeah, frustrating. Yeah. That's right. Oh, look, she actually references nuts.com for crystallized ginger. Oh, I have some of that in her, in her resources page. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. yeah. Look at you on point. Uh, it's totally relating to what we're talking about. It wasn't <laughs> off topic at all. Uh, you know what's one thing I really like about this book? She gives you volumes and weight measurements. Yeah. That is something I appreciate as I really like my scale. And I was, look, I didn't read the article, but I it was Alton Brown posted yesterday. And he was like, uh, measuring cups are often incorrect. And I am yes. not at all surprised, but I was like, well, one more reason to continue just like weighing things out instead of 
trying to muddle through with uh, like directions that don't that have the yeah you well, know because some people specify how to use your measuring cup and so like the, did you know you're supposed to scoop from the bag into your measuring cup and then level it off it depends on the book I think most pastry <clears throat> chefs apparently based on what I've read you're supposed to scoop into the into the measuring cup level it off and then uh and then use it you're not supposed to like scoop into the bucket and then just level it which is what I do 100% of the time because it's so much easier so it depends on what I'm making um all of the recipes in this book especially I have been weighing um they're my so my chocolate chip cookie recipe that I make Mm -hmm. um that's like an OG recipe it's from uh the Better Homes and Gardens cookbook um I will just scoop and give it a shake uh because I'm I'm familiar with what that consistency should be. Yeah. My daughter's cookbook, which is a kid's cookbook, uh, advises the, you take your measuring cup, you scoop, and then you level with a knife. So that's Mm -hmm. what she's been doing. Um, But that is the method that they are telling them to use in that cookbook. Mm. So, and I've seen both that method and the method you're talking about where you scoop it with a spoon into your, uh, measuring cup and then level. So I really think it depends on who wrote the book and the method that they used. If you want to get the exact same results. Um, re- yeah, exactly. Results. Which is, which is crazy because as we talked about before, I don't always read the start of the book. Yeah. Like I got right into the recipes. And so what if I missed that important, that important step? And I'm just like, uh-huh. La la la. I don't know why this isn't working. <laughs> yeah. But that's like you said, that's I really appreciate the fact that she has both the weight and mm-hmm. like how much the cup would measure. Um because then it also gives you an idea of like what that weight would look like for that specific ingredient. Because a half a cup of confectioner's sugar is heavier then or sorry like two two ounces of confectioner's sugar is a different amount than two ounces of dutch processed cocoa powder oh yeah no joke yeah so it's uh it's been fun i i i'm really liking it so yeah my Um, dad is uh taking up well i sent my bread maker to my mom because they're like they're not going into the store as much, which I'm glad of, but they don't, she doesn't make bread. She has always said like something in her hands makes the bread die. So, mm-hmm. so she just doesn't make bread. So I sent my bread maker with them and I was like, here, this is like foolproof. You don't have to do anything. Well, they had minimal success on the first round. And so my dad is actually the one who was trying to make it. And he had all these questions for me after. And he's like, okay, so what about this and this and this? And I'm like, wait, what are you measuring with? Because <laughs> I've seen my mother's like measuring supplies. Yeah. And she uses these teacups from her, like it's it was from one of those Corningware sets. Yeah. It has no <laughs> measurements on it. That's just the cup she's been using forever. And I'm like, 
there's no way oh. a full cup feel, fits in this. It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, no. it's very adorable, but I was like, use weights. You got to use the weights. You got mom, like he got mom a digital scale for Christmas. I was like, you got to use that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, it made me laugh. Speaking of bread makers, um, uh, we have or will soon have new appliances in our lives. Sorry? Right? We... I lost you there for a second. <laughs> we will have new blank. We either have or will have very soon new appliances in our life. Oh, yes. I'm expecting yes. my new appliances on Tuesday. And what appliance I, did you get? I, my fridge came, friends. <laughs> um, Yay! A, yeah. A few, a few, quite a few episodes back, um, I was talking about how I was saving for a new fridge and I was going to be buying it within a one. Well, then we, there was a pandemic and that got extended. So I finally have my new fridge and it is amazing. I went with um, kind of a fancier one than I had initially planned. Mm-hmm. And so it's an LG French door uh, fridge with ice and water on one side. And on the other side, it has a glass that is dark usually, but if you knock on it, the light comes on so that you can see what's in the door. Um, And then it also, but so I didn't buy it because of that feature. Um, I bought it because I wanted kind of the biggest fridge there was Mm -hmm. and they didn't, if I, so this fridge is 30 cubic feet and I would have had to go down to 28 if I didn't get this window thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just, I really wanted to maximize things. It also has a uh, flex space drawer that you can opt to have it at like, there's like three or four different temperature variations. So it can be like deli or wine or like um, seafood or meats uh, or just like extra fridge space. And then it has um, a really nice deep freezer at the bottom that has two sliding shelves Mm -hmm. one is super shallow so it's like a blast chiller shelf which Mm -hmm. I'm super stoked about Um, and the other one is probably like two to three inches tall so that's where I've put all of my like pre-made frozen spaghetti sauces and stuff like that so it is it's great I'm I'm currently fighting with it because I haven't figured it out yet Mm-hmm. It's all very new. I don't know how to where I need to be putting stuff so that it works best for us. But we'll get there. But I love it. It's very large. I'm very excited for you. Yes. And you also have an appliance on the way. Yes, I do. I Tell bought me about it. Well, we were talking about it in the last episode where my food processor was just kicking out on me for no reason. Mm-hmm. So And it was doing it with easy things like icing and like room temperature butter should not overheat the, the food processor. So I have been, I had done my research already. I picked out a brand new one years ago. And so finally I, my husband just bought it he was like, let's just get it. So it's on its way. I can't wait. It is, uh, hold on. It's the Cuisinart one. Let me just double Mm -hmm. back. 
know, it's the same I'm one so they use for you. Yes, it's the same one they use on America's Test Kitchen. It's 14 cups because anything less is like, don't even bother. And I'm pretty psyched about it. And I see now that the price has gone up. So I'm glad we bought it last weekend. That's but it's awesome. Like, I'm, it's 720 watts large capacity. I can't wait. Oh. Because my other one, like, it never really spun up the ingredients. And now... yeah. I'm pretty excited about it. I can't. I, 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 yeah, I'm very excited for you. I can't wait to hear about how the minute you push the button, things go flying in the cup. I know. Um, <laughs> and I just, like, last summer, I just started using my food processor to its full potential. Because, mm-hmm. like, I u- always use it to blend, but I never used it to, like, shred or slice or do any of that stuff. This one will need emulsify, puree, slice, shred. Like I got a giant cabbage and I shredded that thing by hand while well, I shredded oh. half of it by hand. And then I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> Food processor to the rescue. So I'm really excited to get in there. I already took the old one out of the cupboard and was like, all right, you got to go. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs> and then I, of course, while it's out, I'm like, should we rearrange the kitchen? There's this one cupboard that I feel like is not being maximized. Because I have so much stuff. Two ramekins fell out of the cupboard and broke the other day. So I was like, oh, why, no. why is it like this? Like all my um, all my prep bowls are in there and it's close to the floor. And I was just like, if we use this cupboard or these things every day, why are they in the least convenient place? Anyway, yeah. So. It's a whole. Of course. You know what? That is the best reason to reorganize your your kitchen. Yeah. And I would say that there is no reason that is bad to reorganize your kitchen. Do it always. <laughs> well, sometimes I'm like, am I just doing this to distract myself from, I don't know, something? Nah, who cares? The answer is probably, <laughs> I am probably doing that. But anyway, I'm well, very excited. Super I exciting. Wait. I can't wait. Um, I Hopefully you have it. Next time we chat, when we're tackling our boxed mix brownies from scratch, mm-hmm. um, our listeners who want to cook along with us, they can do so on page 151 of Weeknight Baking. And uh, yeah, Yay. <laughs> lost my train of thought there. Um, <laughs> lost my train of thought <laughs> mid sentence. Yeah, that is me all over. <laughs> it happens. Um, but I think that's it for this week. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for listening. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> oh, are you going to do the thing? I don't know. <laughs> well, you're uh, super organized, everyone. That's cool. I'll finish because I started. Okay. Uh, that's it for this week. Thank you to our listeners and supporters for always tuning in. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cook It Podcast. Renee has been doing some amazing work trying to keep us up to date and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts by rating and reviewing. You help others find us. Bye for now.